Welcome to the Red Cloud Research Roundup, hosted by Red Cloud Financial Services. It is January 4th. It has been an exciting time for the Red Cloud Research team as they recently initiated coverage for three intriguing companies this past month. In the uranium space, Aura Energy and Premier American Uranium have seen some exciting developments in their respective regions. Managing Director and Head of Equity Research David Talbot is here to provide details on these stories. Moving to gold, Timothy Lee, mining analyst, has some news from Australian explorer Barton Gold as coverage initiation commences. So with that, David, over to you. And thank you for that introduction. Welcome to episode 59 of Red Cloud Security's Research Roundup podcast. I'm David Talbot, Managing Director and Head of Research at Red Cloud. Timothy Lee and I are pleased to join you today as part of the ongoing series of discussions with the Red Cloud Research Team. Now, similar to last episode, we have been busy launching on several new companies before the end of 2023. In our last episode, we officially launched coverage on both F3 Uranium and ISO Energy after it merged with Consolidated Uranium. We recommend ISO Energy with a buy and $8 target. It is a banking client of Red Cloud. F3 Uranium, we launched with a speculative buy rating and a 60 cent target. F3 is a Red Cloud banking client and the firm does hold stock there. For those of you that have missed it, feel free to go back and listen to our comments about these two very important Canadian uranium exploration companies in Red Cloud's podcast number 58. So this week, we have three new companies to speak about. Two are uranium companies, Aura Energy and Premier American Uranium, and one gold company, Barton Gold, which Timothy will speak to later. So let's get to it. We are initiating coverage of Aura Energy with a buy rating and 40 cent Aussie target price. This is AEE on the ASX. I think we're really going to like this one and expect big improvements come the new year. Aura is developing the low capex tourist uranium project in Mauritania and the Hagen polymetallic project in Sweden. Now, we believe Terrace has plenty of upside, it's permitted, long-life, low-capex status in a hot market, makes it ripe to enter near-term production at an expanded capacity, and we'll get to more of that later. Like I said, this is a long-life project poised for near-term production. Indicated inferred resources are almost 60 million pounds, with 2P reserves of 22.6 million pounds, and there's lots of upside potential. An enhanced feasibility shows robust economics from a 16-year open pit mine. After-tax MPV at 8% is 226 million US, and there's a 4.5-year payback. Phase 1 starts at 1.25 million tons per year, or about 800,000 pounds of uranium. And this will ramp up to 4.2 million tons per year, or almost 2 million pounds by year 3. And our model mimics this plan. We do see potential to build phase two immediately. Management might be leaning this way, but we haven't heard quite yet. The exploration success the company is having and its modular plant design should allow for some operational flexibility and scale. And you couple that with the tight uranium market, we expect project financing to allow the scaling up of the project towards that 1.8 to 2 million pounds per year run rate immediately. We expect low capital and operating costs. Initial capex is almost $90 million US with another 90 million required to over double production. And again, 
they might go straight to phase two, so require this $180 million up front. Mineralization is at surface. It's free digging without the need for blasting, crushing, or grinding. Now, grades are modest, but uranium is amenable to beneficiation, such that head grades of about 2,000 ppm, or 0.2%, are seven times higher than the resource grades after simple upgrading. The permits are in hand, offtakes have been signed for sale up to 2.6 million pounds, and these factors should help commencement of production with a shorter development timeline and a relatively low initial capex. The project financing discussions are also underway. There are talks with nuclear utilities, and there's potential financing options such as a strategic equity investment. We've got debt, offtakes remain on the table as well. Ongoing exploration may expand scope here, and this is very important. There are really seven deposits that make up this Tierist East project, and they have an exploration target on top of current reserves of about 8 to 32 million pounds. So this brings the project up to about 90 million pounds overall, and they've added extensively to its land package, much of that at Tierist West that isn't even in the mine plan yet. So again, only 23 million pounds are in the mine plan, less than half of it's nearly 60 million pounds, and we see potential for resources to grow towards 100 million pounds, certainly supporting production and perhaps enabling an expanded production rate. Now, the Hagen project in Sweden, this is a long-term call option. This project is huge. It has a 2 billion ton resource indicated and inferred that hosts about 800 million pounds of uranium and 13 million pounds of vanadium. A September 23 scoping study suggested potentially economic operations over 11 years of open pit mining. Overturning the current ban on uranium mining in Sweden could add uranium and improve project economics. Mauritania and Sweden, these are West-aligned resource-dependent jurisdictions, even if they're not traditional uranium jurisdictions. Mauritania has iron ore and gold production at the Tassiest mine. Sweden produces iron ore and has a growing nuclear power plant industry. Climate change and energy security concerns may help overturn that uranium mining ban in the near term. Now, we are initiating coverage of ore energy with a buy rating and 40 cent Aussie target price. Our target's derived using an 8% DCF valuation for tierras. We add value for cash and unmined resources. Plus, the company trades at a PNAV discount of about 0.64 times versus its peers of 0.74 times. There are catalysts to expect. First, we're looking for a feed study. Could come this quarter, but I'd say look for it next quarter. And we could hear that they want to go straight to phase two in a conjunction with this news. Terrace project financing and offtake discussions are ongoing. And detailed engineering pre-construction work is expected in the first quarter. And you keep hearing about the upside here, so I'd expect further exploration results as this project continues to grow. At the Hagen project, we look for a PFS and potentially lifting of that uranium mining and exploration ban in Sweden in light of a country and global support for nuclear power. We are also initiating coverage of Premier American Uranium Inc. with a buy speculative rating and no target. That's PUR on the TSXV. This is a Red Cloud investment banking client and the firm does own stock. 
Now, Premier is a recent spin-out from the ISO Energy, formerly Consolidated Uranium Company, and is backed by leading uranium investment firms and other key industry players. The Cyclone ISR project in Wyoming has one of the top five land packages in the Great Divide Basin and has demonstrated great potential. Additional upside comes from several Colorado assets in the Uravan Mineral Belt. PEER was formed on the idea that U.S. domestic uranium production must make a comeback. Significant past production has stemmed from these areas, and U.S. producers do trade at a premium to developers. Combining these assets consolidates portfolios in Wyoming and Colorado with past production, historical resources, and discovery potential. The strong management team has operations, permitting, technical, financial, and capital markets experience. With the uranium market picking up steam, we believe the premier American uranium spin-out is well-timed and the firm is poised to benefit from an improving uranium sector, the positive fundamentals, and rising prices. Though the company has projects located in key uranium mining jurisdictions. This includes ISR potential in the Great Divide Basin of Wyoming and conventional past production in Colorado. Its four conventional projects have already produced 16 million pounds of uranium and 69 million pounds of vanadium. We anticipate initial drilling in mid-2024. Permits are pending right now, and drilling should really help confirm mineralization at these conventional targets in Colorado and help identify potential exploration target of between 7 and 12 million pounds in Wyoming. Pathways to production should exploit short time horizons and lower capex needs. Cyclone is ISR, and we expect Premier to seek White Mesa toll milling access and potentially more advanced near-term projects. Top-tier management comes together by blending Satcham Cove and ISO Energy teams. And as we said, this provides tremendous deal-making, capital markets, exploration, and operations experience with access to capital. It also has a strong advisory team that adds social and environmental license, permitting and geological experience from exploration to resource and mine planning. Now, backed by large partners, this includes Satcham Cove, one of the largest uranium investors in the world, and some of the key industry insiders, including ISO Energy, NextGen Energy, Mega Uranium, and Energy Fuels. There's plenty of M&A opportunity here. Plans are to really expand the footprint in Colorado and perhaps Wyoming through acquisitions, partnerships, and probably more towards more advanced projects or orphaned assets, laying the groundwork for a larger portfolio. So we recommend Premier American Uranium with a buy speculative rating and no target price. We believe Pure has the ingredients to become a key uranium explorer in the US. It has a large, sparsely explored land package in the right areas with proven prospectivity and with limited available drill data and no significant resources upon to which base a DCF or in situ value. We believe Pure is a bit too early to warrant a target price, but we're going to watch this one and evaluate this one. And with any success, we do expect the share price to rise. So upcoming catalysts, they include pending permits and initial drilling at Cyclone in Wyoming in mid-2024 and just ongoing M&A activities. So listen for news in Q1 of 2024. Again, this company was a spin-out from Consolidated Uranium, now ISO Energy, and I think it's going to act very similar, behave very similar, given that it should be quite aggressive with M&A 
Marty Tunney is the chairman. He's also the chief operating officer of ISO Energy, and the two companies share advisors in the U.S. Some exploration is planned, but we anticipate considerable M&A activity to continue to improve its standing, mainly in Colorado and Wyoming. And each successive acquisition is likely to be more material and impactful than the last. Well, that's it for the uranium initiations. Tim, why don't you speak to Barton Gould? This week, we initiated coverage on Barton Gold Holdings Limited. That's BGD on the ASX or BGDFF on the US OTC with a buy rating and a 70 cent Australian target price. Barton is focused on gold exploration and development with a cluster of projects in South Australia. Now, South Australia may not be particularly well known as a gold mining jurisdiction, but it is certainly a good mining jurisdiction overall with major operating mines such as Olympic Dam. The state ranks ninth in investment attractiveness and third in policy perception in the 2022 Fraser Institute survey. We believe Barton is exceptionally well positioned among its gold explorer and developer peers as its projects are in a brownfields area with excellent infrastructure access. And they have 1.5 million ounces of gold and resources with plenty of growth potential. The company owns a mill called the Central Gawler Mill that is on care and maintenance, last used in 2018. As well, their properties host multiple pass-producing mines and associated infrastructure, including a 130-person mine village. Importantly, their Tenkilia property has wide-open exploration potential. It is host to about 1.3 million ounces of gold and resources in one deposit called the 223 deposit, but still has 20 kilometers of strike length of the main gold hosting structure that has seen very little previous exploration. We also note that the company is in strong financial position with about $9.3 million Australian in cash at the end of Q3 and has about $4.3 million of gold and concentrates still in hand from cleaning out the mill. The company should be catalyst rich in 2024. There are assay results from some 2023 drilling still outstanding and this includes drilling within one pass producing open pit mine called Perseverance as well as drilling of earlier stage exploration targets on Tenkilia along that major regional structure that hosts the known gold deposits. The company also expects to produce another updated resource in the first half of 2023 and begin work on a scoping study. Thanks for listening to the Red Cloud Research Roundup podcast. We hope you enjoyed this dive into recent notable mining news. Remember, you can join us every Monday for new episodes. And as always, you can head over to redcloudsecurities.com to access our research portal, to read full disclosures, and to sign up to our email list. That's it for this episode, and see you next time.